Welcome to Scary Mysteries, brought to you by Nudon Films. Every Monday, we'll tell you about topics that range from serial killers and UFOs to unexplained mysteries, ghosts, and everything in between. If it's scary and it's mysterious, then we've got you covered. And check us out on YouTube as well if you want to watch each episode. Thanks for tuning in. Five Most Creepy and Horrifying Home Invasions Our homes are our safe havens, a place to relax, be ourselves, and spend time with family. For all intents and purposes, it protects us from whatever dangers lie beyond its confines. That's why a home invasion is one of the most frightening things that can ever occur, because it completely violates our sense of safety. These are the five most creepy and horrifying home invasions. Number 5. Tatsuko Horikawa In Fukuoka, Japan, a man who lived alone was convinced he was the victim of repeated burglaries where the thief was stealing his food. For months, he had been noticing that food from his fridge kept on disappearing, and so he installed security cameras. What he captured is enough to make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. The camera was set up to send the images to his phone, and one day... It showed there was someone in his house while he was at work. He called the police and they promptly arrived at his house. They looked everywhere but couldn't seem to find anyone until they opened the closet. Tetsuko Horikawa was lying nervously, huddled and curled up on her side. The space was just wide enough for her to lie down. She had snuck in a mattress along with several bottles of drinks inside the closet space. When asked how she got in, the 58-year-old woman said she didn't have anywhere else to go. She had broken into the man's home nearly a year ago when he had left it unlocked. Police believe she had been stowing away in different houses in the neighborhood for several years. It's believed that she didn't steal any money or other items aside from taking small amounts of food. She did, however, use the shower and the toilet during her stay and was described by police as looking neat and clean. Horikawa was charged with trespassing for her crime, but the idea of someone living inside your own home is truly a frightening thought. Number 4. Carlo Castellanos Faria Obsessions can be a dangerous matter. It can lead you to do crazy things and also land you in jail. Take the case of Carlo Castellanos Faria. He looked like any ordinary valet working his day-to-day job, but he had a secret. He was in love with a woman who worked at the hospital he valeted cars for. Michelle Fredenberg Onion, 35 years old, already reported Carlo for harassing her and showing up at her church, and as a result, he was removed from his job. But this only exasperated the problem. On Sunday morning at 7 a.m., Michelle's boyfriend was with her inside her bedroom when he heard something move across the floor. He looked underneath the bed, and that's where he found Carlo hiding. He proceeded to subdue him until police arrived. It's unclear when exactly Carlo entered the apartment, but Michelle reported she noticed the bed had been moved since Friday. It seems he was already under her bed for two whole days before being discovered. Apparently he had copied the keys of his victim's apartment when she handed off her entire keyring to Carlo weeks prior. He then snuck inside her home, set up a video camera, and hid under the bed. A bag was found under the bed, and inside was a videotape showing him setting up the recorder 
along with other items like condoms, a power cord, latex gloves, and a change of clothes. When police searched the intruder's home, they discovered six framed photos of Michelle along with stacks of vacation photos and even a wedding video of her and her ex-husband. These had all been stolen from her ex-husband's house. A tearful Carlo apologized to the victim in court saying, I fell madly in love and that blinded my judgment. I beg your forgiveness. I need help, your honor. He was sentenced to 42 months in prison for misdemeanors, stalking, and burglary, and would be under probation for three years. He also had to undergo a sexual offender evaluation for his truly creepy crime. Number three, Charles Holden and Gilbert Cannon. The case of Charles Holden shows that coincidences can be deadly. On June 22, 1991, factory worker Charles Holden was on his way home after eating at a fast food restaurant. It was nearing midnight when he left, and as he approached his car, a man asked him for a ride, saying his sister was having a baby and that he needed to get to the hospital. Holden initially said no, but eventually changed his mind and let the stranger into his car. As he was nearing the intersection of his home, the hitchhiker suddenly attacked him, asking for his money and the truck. Holden tried to run to a nearby store but was caught and out of desperation said he'd take the hitchhiker wherever he wanted to go. As the hitchhiker made his way to the passenger seat, Holden sped off and left him. He tried to shake off his trauma of the attack and drove around the block. When he made his way back home again, he spotted the assailant lurking around his home. He drove off and looked for the nearest payphone and contacted police. When the police arrived, he went with the officer to his home where he was living with his mother, Dorothy Donovan. They found the back door window open and once inside spotted blood on the floor. When they headed upstairs, they found Dorothy had been stabbed to death. The initial suspect for the police was Charles himself because of his unusual story about the hitchhiker and since nothing had been stolen. But they managed to verify the existence of the hitchhiker when they interviewed witnesses at the fast food diner. They also discovered a bloody palm print in the house that didn't belong to Holden. The case went cold for several years before police caught a break when they matched the DNA from the house to suspected robber Gilbert Cannon. He told the cops that during the murder, he was high on drugs and was looking for a place to stay. He chose Dorothy's home, not realizing it was Holden's home as well, and he picked it because it didn't have any lights on. Cannon pled guilty to murder and is currently jailed for life without the possibility of parole. Number 2. Manson Family Murders For most people, Charles Manson and the Manson Family Murders need no introduction. Known for the viciousness and the shocking nature of their killings, the Manson Family Murders have lived on in infamy. Headed by the charismatic but extremely psychotic Charles Manson, the murders were committed by his cult followers who did everything he asked of them. At a young age, Manson was already a disturbed child. By the time he was 32, he had already spent half his life living in prison for various crimes including car theft, passing stolen checks, and even pimping. After his release, he moved to San Francisco and lived with Mary Brunner. Although she was hesitant, she eventually allowed Manson to invite 18 other women to live with them. Taking advantage of the free love movement, Manson established himself as a guru. 
Over time, his group grew large and was known as the Manson family. Manson preached that an impending apocalypse was coming and termed it as Helter Skelter after a Beatles song. In August 1969, Manson ordered a span of killings targeting the beautiful people of Tinseltown. Although they committed several killings, the most well-known is that of the Tate murders. On August 8th, Manson ordered Linda Casbian, Susan Atkins, Patricia Krenwinkel, and Charles Watson to enter the Tate's house and kill everyone inside. The victims included Jay Sabring, who was shot and brutally beat up, writer Wojciech Frakosk, who managed to head outside but was brutally stabbed, coffee heiress Abigail Folger, who got as far as the front lawn before being stabbed 28 times, and finally, actress Sharon Tate, who was at the time eight months pregnant. Despite her pleadings, Susan Atkins stabbed her repeatedly without mercy. Director Roman Polanski also lived there but was out of town at the time. After this murderous spree, Manson criticized his group, saying the murders were sloppy. The next night, he took Watson, Krenwinkel, and Leslie Van Houten to the home of Leno LaBianca and his wife. LaBianca was a wealthy supermarket executive, and they were brutally killed as well. Eventually, the crimes led back to Manson and his family, when Susan Atkins, who was arrested for an unrelated crime, mentioned that they were responsible for the Tate murders. In the end... All of the primary suspects linked with the murders were arrested. Susan, Charles, Linda, and Leslie Van Houten are all serving life sentences, while Linda Caspian was granted immunity after serving as a witness. Manson was sentenced to life in prison as well. He has been denied parole 11 times and his next chance will be in 2027 when he turns 92. Number 1. Richard Speck Richard Speck isn't a name as popular as that of Manson, but his brutal crime has earned him a top spot on our list. Speck grew up in an abusive household and had a string of petty crimes along with over 20 arrests by the time he hit the age of 25. In one of his prison stints, he had the words, Born to Raise Hell, tattooed on his forearm. For a brief time, he worked on cargo boats traveling to different areas across the Great Lakes. During this work stint, Speck became a suspect in several killings and disappearances, including the rape of a 65-year-old woman and the murder of a bartender in a dive he frequented. He was questioned about these, but managed to evade arrest by fleeing. During the day of July 13, 1966, Speck beat up and raped a 53-year-old woman. By 11 p.m., he had made his way to a townhouse on Chicago's 100th Street, that had been transformed into a dormitory accommodating nursing students. Armed with a knife and a gun, he rang the doorbell, and a young student, Corazon Amora, opened it. Speck threatened her and pushed his way inside. He rounded up the nurses and tied each one of them using torn bedsheets. According to Corazon, they didn't think Speck would hurt them as long as they remained quiet and cooperative. He then went on to lead each one of them one by one, out of the room where he brutally stabbed and strangled them. Corazon was able to slip underneath the bed, and Speck perhaps lost count. By the end of it, he had killed eight women, including three nurses who had returned home during the assault and found themselves becoming victims. The last woman was also raped before she was murdered. After Speck left, Corazon crawled out of her hiding space and called for help. She was able to describe Speck including his distinctive tattoo and soon a manhunt was on. 
Speck hid out in a dollar motel and attempted to commit suicide before changing his mind and asking for help. He was arrested and sentenced to death, but because of the abolishment of capital punishment, was sentenced to life in prison instead. Speck died of a heart attack in 1991. So there were the five most creepy and horrifying home invasions. For most of us, our homes are sanctuaries of privacy and safety, but these stories illustrate that this isn't always the case. Make sure to check your locks before going to bed. You never know who may be trying to get inside. Thanks for listening, and remember to subscribe and check out Scary Mysteries on YouTube as well for additional videos. I'll see you next week.